Hey everyone, welcome to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. I'm your host, Meg Ricci, and this podcast series is about demystifying women's hormonal issues and struggles and the many things that dance in between. As a matter of fact, I tried to start this podcast a few times, and one of those dust balls in life that I refer to are the workmen right outside my window right now that are ready to spray paint the back of where my deck is in my apartment complex. So I'm going to try to ignore it, and hopefully you will not hear it, but this is how life rolls. It seems like a lot of times when I do podcasts, I'll get blowers in the background or somebody's doing something. So I want to welcome everybody to the podcast. And if you are new, I'm so delighted that you're here. And if you're a regular, thanks so much for hanging out again with me. So if you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And if you like what you hear, please give a good review because this helps other women just like you seeking information to help them demystify their hormonal issues and their struggles. And if you would like to find out further about my services, maybe you'd like to work with me one-on-one, you can go to megrichichi.com. All my contact info is there. And uh, I have some availability that we can set up discovery calls and see if you are a good fit and if I'm a good fit for you. So what have I been up to? Well, two weeks ago, I had shoulder surgery. My surgeon would probably be really pissed off at me right now. I'm not wearing my shoulder brace, but it's a bit uncomfortable trying to record this podcast. It's funny because people have said to me, so why did you get shoulder surgery? And, you know, our bodies are like cars. They need tune-ups. And been walking around the planet for a while, and life happens, and when I've just been having a lot of shoulder issues for years, and I think it actually goes back to an injury that I had when I was three. My brother John was playing Bronco with me, and I was riding on his back, and we were like, yeehaw, and I went flying over his shoulder, and he held on, or his back, and he held on to my arm. So at that time, I broke my arm, And this is going back decades. They probably didn't think anything of doing further testing. I don't even think they had MRIs then. And I probably tore up my shoulder. And I've had a bit of limited range of motion for decades. And in recent years, have done a lot of physical therapy and a variety of other things. And I finally got shoulder surgery, had my little bicep tendon repaired, got rid of bone spur and a lot of gunk. And I am healing quite well. So as I say to other people, and I think it's really important, it's always good to test and not guess what's going on with you. So a lot of times when I have people that are having fuzzy symptoms, I had a woman a couple of years ago that came in to see me. I knew she had Crohn's. She was actually passing blood and having a lot of abdominal pain. And I stopped the session and I said, my love, you know what? I want you to see a gastroenterologist as soon as you can, then come back to me and then we can start working together. And she did that. And her diagnosis was Crohn's. And I was able to change her diet. Uh, We did some supplementation and she actually went into remission. So I, again, like to test. And there's always a place for Western medicine and there's always a place for functional medicine. And they can combine together and really work hand in hand. I've had women come to me with fibroids, huge fibroids. And their physician had surgeon or their gynecologist had recommended that they have them removed. 
And they wanted to work with me for a while, but I've, I've actually said to quite a few women, let's remove the fibroids. We're not going to really be able to shrink them that much. It'll change the quality of your life, but we're going to address the underlying issues that are creating the fibroids so they don't come back. Because I've had women come to see me that have had like three myomectomies. And I want to get to the root cause and the root causes of why women are having issues. So I'm really being good with my shoulder. I'll put my little brace on after the podcast and I do my exercises each day. And my next guest is going to be part of my rehab. So I want to share a story with you, a story that began on January 1st of earlier this year, 2023. I attended a church service on New Year's Day with friends, and I was introduced to my next guest at this church service, and we struck up a wonderful conversation. And her name is Amber Goppert. Amber is the founder and owner of The Training Room. It is one of Atlanta's premier fitness facilities. She is also one of Atlanta's top fitness influencers. She's an amazing plethora of information she has become an extraordinary friend, and we are collaborating together. So what had happened, we met, we had this great conversation on New Year's after the service, and we said, let's meet up for coffee. Fitness, to me, is such an important, integral part of a woman's wellness, and I've always wanted to collaborate with someone. So we got together at Pont City Market, and I love hanging out at the Pont City Market. It's so alive. It's so vibrant. We had a great cup of coffee. And she said to me, would I be open to creating and coaching women through a nutrition hormone lifestyle program? And we could combine that with fitness videos and exercise to really help women have better results in the gym and also to really impact their daily lives by improving the quality of their life. And I said, without hesitation, absolutely. So we spent months working on programs and we are called Traction. It's about being a rebel. We had our first five-week program back in August, and it was a great success. We're having another program at the end of October. And by the time this podcast airs, I feel there will be some availability. It's on October 28th, and I'll include that in the show notes. But the issue for so many women, women's health and hormones and a woman's body composition is influenced by a variety of factors. Women struggle with fitness and women struggle with what's the best type of workout. I've had many women frustrated with their body composition and too much hard cardio and they're doing heavy lifting and they don't have enough proper recovery time. And many women are frustrated because they're unable to build a lean mass and they keep gaining body fat and belly fat. I had a woman a couple of months ago, she was so upset. She said, Meg, I don't understand. I work out six days a week, heavy lifting, serious cardio. I'm gaining body fat. I'm losing muscle mass. What's wrong? Well, Amber and I are going to take a deep dive into what's going on for a, this woman and many women just like this. Ladies, we all want to feel good. We all want to look good. We want to feel strong. We want to feel sexy. We want to look in the mirror and say, yes, I feel so good about who I am. We want happy hormones. We want a happy gut. Women 
want to feel healthy in their 20s, in their 30s, and in their 40s, and their 50s. And actually what starts happening in your 40s is that each year you have the potential of losing 1% lean mass, muscle mass. And women start entering that window, that period for about 10 years. It could start at 35, 40, up until 50 or so, where you're in perimenopause. So your hormones are fluctuating, which can influence your body composition. And then you enter menopause, and we still have the potential of losing more lean mass. And because our hormones are shifting even further, it can make it more challenging for women to lose that body fat and gain that muscle mass. And this is why we've come together and we created this program. So again, the challenge for many women is that they work out really hard. They may not be seeing results and they're at a complete loss for what to do. So today's conversation is about shattering myths about fitness and cardio and weight training and workouts, what to eat, how to eat, how to get enough protein, how to get fats in your diet. How is stress impacting? your body composition? Why is your libido tanking? Where is all this belly fat coming from? And why is it so difficult to lose weight, gain muscle mass? So Amber, we have a lot to unpack and welcome to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. Hello, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. So, you know, you and I, we met back in January and here we are in October. And I feel like that, you know, what we're doing is we're kind of fertilizing a fitness wellness garden to help women figure out what they need to create change and really lasting change. And you and I have been working on this program and I wanted to bring you on the show because I want people to know about your journey in fitness and why you're so committed to doing what you do and why you felt that you and I, which would be a good fit to work together and create these programs through Traction. So I have owned the training room for 10 years. We just had our 10-year anniversary on the Beltline. And I would say probably six or seven years ago, my mom had to come and live with me. There was some domestic violence involved. And so she was my roommate for three years. Two things evolved out of that. One, my mom has celiac which then Mm. I realized I also have celiac, but hers is way more extreme than mine. So I got into cooking gluten-free, soy-free, staying dairy-free. We got into the AI diet, which worked really well for her. She lost 67 pounds. She has some relapses is what I call them of if she eats out, right? And there might be some cross-contamination, but outside of that, she's doing really, really, really well. I got approached by my friend, Matt, who runs Brawl for a Cause, It's a bunch of normal, regular people, uh, a lot of CEOs, people competing. What you do is you train for a boxing match for six weeks. So it's people who are not boxers, so to speak, but they're just everyday people who want to give back. And so you have six weeks to raise money for a charity of your choice. And then you get in the ring and it's a real amateur fight. I mean, you have headgear, people are getting knocked out. So I did Brawl for a Cause. I got into boxing. I raised $10,000 for domestic violence. And then Mm. I raised $10,000 for my opponent. Her daughter needed double leg surgery. And so it was a huge success. When I got in the ring, I realized in my career and in my personality, I always have to be competing in something outside of the gym. Because when fitness becomes your job, sometimes it's hard to stay motivated and show up to a place of work, number one, especially a place that I own. So when I walk in, 
it's not like everyone wants to tell me a hundred great things, right? They just yeah. always approach me when they need something and, yeah. negative. Yeah. So it's hard to to get in that space. So I really fell in love with boxing. So I went ahead and trained for my second match, which I won that tournament and I got a belt. And then the next two to like eight weeks after that, I started waking up in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep. I had massive amounts of mood swings. So I, at 3 a.m., am like running the world. I'm opening another studio. I'm working. I'm going to work with someone. I didn't know it was you. Like planning my future. Of course, so many things because that's also my personality. I'm doing too many things at once. And then by the time I had to go to work and run things at 7 a.m., I was miserable. Like if someone would ask me a question, I would look at them like, why are you t- or why are you even speaking to me? I felt like I was getting depressed food. I wasn't digesting food properly. And so my buddy in New York, who is a phenomenal trainer, uh, Josh, we worked at Nike together. He he said to me, I think that you're sick, that you're too lean and your adrenals aren't functioning properly and you should go see a functional doctor and do all your, your blood work and your urine and your stool testing. And so I did that. And sure enough, my adrenals were almost completely at failure. I had leaky gut and then it also triggered Hashimoto autoimmune disease. And so for six months, I was in recovery and that was going to be minimum, which when I started doing this and eating well and taking care of myself, I just felt so much better. I had massive brain fog because what was happening, my brain was fighting my body because my brain would wake up my body being like, you're trying to kill us because I was 8.2% body oh, fat God. at that point. And, but people would look at me and this is what my functional doctor at that point said. He's like, people look at you and think you're absolutely perfect. I had an eight pack. I was ripped. I could be anyone at anything, but I was really, really sick on the inside. And so I thought to myself, if I try to do all the right things and I'm training, I'm doing all the right things and I'm sick. I can't imagine how many people in this world are sick and they have no idea, you know, that are not practicing the, th- the same things I'm practicing, even eating well. Right. And so I got into functional medicine. And then, you know, because I was doing my AI diet and I was posting a lot, people wanted to work with me on nutrition and gut health. I just want to pause. AI means people may not know it's an anti-inflammatory diet. Yeah. Well, this one is autoimmune solution. Yeah. So there was a book, yeah, the autoimmune diet. That's where, um, that's what I meant by that. So which actually is an anti-inflammatory diet. Which so is it works both ways. It yes. has a double AI meeting, <laughs> different <laughs> AI than current world. No. So I was posting a lot. And so people just wanted to do what I was doing. I am a certified nutritionist through Precision Nutrition, but I'm not at the level of a MEG, right? Or my functional doctor. So people were coming to me and because of my integrity, I know, I know fitness. I've been doing this for a long time. I've studied movement enhancement. I've studied under physical therapists. I've worked for Nike. I've done all the things. And so I'm confident that I can build a fitness program for anyone, right? Because I've been doing this for so, so long, 20 years, but I didn't feel comfortable people coming to me on this level when it comes to gut health and nutrition. So I was looking to partner with someone. um, And then, you know, New Year's came and we set our intentions and then then Meg showed up and here we are. And... We were given, and I think I've shown this on another podcast, these little squares. And we had to write down what we wanted to create in the coming year. And I chose balance. 
What did you choose again? Peace. Peace. Peace <laughs> and balance. And uh, it's right on my desk, and I always think about it. And this year really is mindfully about how do I create a balance between work, my personal life, how am I taking care of myself, how do I bring fun in. And um, it's funny because my, I, my brother's like, don't you read anything else? I mean, do you read fiction? Because I have a ton of books on wellness, and it's like the only time I have time to read is in the evening or in between. And it's like, there's a lot of info out there. And like you, I'm passionate about what I do and I want to keep up on stuff. I did not know that the first match you had was raising money for women and domestic violence. I had no idea. So interestingly enough, they appreciated my donation, obviously. Oh, yeah, and then I also got philanthropist of the year that year in Atlanta for the Journey Awards because I did a bunch of charity work outside of that as well. But they wouldn't announce that I was raising money because if you think about it, domestic violence, right, is physical abuse and yeah. boxing is physical. So oh. they had a hard time trying to figure out how to show that they appreciate it, okay. but they would not actually help me promote it. It wasn't, to me, it's not about attention, right? It's no. just about giving back. You know, I was fortunate when I was a kid and I had someone sponsor me because we were super, super poor and we couldn't afford, you know, extra stuff, even though my mom was working three jobs. So I'll always remember that someone was looking out for me, which is why I have opportunity. And now who I am as a person, you know, I do owe to this man. And so I always remember that, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to give back that I always will. So, well, I, you know, when I bring this up and I know you actually, this weekend, you received a lovely award from your high school. Can you share about that and how you had someone secretly sponsor you? And the reason I'm bringing this up, ladies, this woman does a lot in the community and why I really love Amber and she will go into it. She's so committed to women and fitness and wellness and justice. She really embodies so many lovely traits and lovely qualities. And she's also vulnerable to admit that she, which she'll go into, she really crashed and she had a, a real health crisis. And it was very humbling. And she had to figure out what to do. I do want you to share the award and and talk about this gentleman, because I think it's really funny. You had somebody sponsor you for years and you never knew. Yeah. So when I graduated from high school, I got a full scholarship to play Division One basketball at the University of Richmond. In high school, I was a three-sport athlete. I played soccer, basketball, and softball. And when I graduated, they retired my jersey number, which is number 24. And then I just recently, this weekend, was inducted to my high school Hall of Fame for all those sports. So I got to go home and uh, see my family and all my high school friends and, you know, I'll let them brag about me for a little bit. But when, like I said, my mom was a single mom for the majority of my life and she did the best that she could. Two to three jobs always, you know, in, in that still trying to spend time with us. But we lived in a housing project in this really rich neighborhood. <laughs> I was telling Meg, I was like, that, that's not great all the time, you know, because of the income disparity of the two, they're so extreme. Whereas in like the other school district that I was at before it was, you know, similar, like low income, middle income versus just, you know, high class. But anyway, 
they had this program called Biddy Basketball that was probably a mile up the street. And so my mom would be at work and we didn't have cell phones. So she couldn't track me. I couldn't call her. So I'd have to call her on the landline. And then she'd be like, you have to run. If you're going to go, you have to run. And then you have to call me right when you get there. And so there's two gentlemen that ran the program, Mr. Holland and Mr. Benware. And so Mr. Holland, I'd be running because I wanted to see the older kids play because I wanted to learn from them. And then the older kids would teach the younger kids, which would have been me. And so he just take me to the office. He's calling my mom, making sure I'm okay. And then he's like, but I'm going to, you know, stay with Amber a little bit after because she really wants to work on, you know, a few things. And then he would bring me home. And so, you know, this was over the years. He's always super supportive. Well, I didn't know when I got old enough, you know, I was being looked at for scholarships and we had to travel four hours for practice to be able to play on this travel team. Wow. And, you know, obviously my mom you know, could not do that for me. So I had a ton of friends and family, but it cost a lot of money to play AU basketball and do the travel. And I never, I was like, how is my mom affording this? But, you know, she never said anything. And then probably three years after I graduated from college, he passed away and his wife reached out and she thought that it was time for me to know. And I was sad because, you know, I wish that I would have had an opportunity to thank him. And so that's why I started doing a bunch of charity work. And so I, you know, got to thank him in front of people at my award ceremony, but so super grateful for that. And then I love the fact that you're going on and, and you're doing benefits and different things. Just part of your of soul's journey. I think it's, it's so important. So let's talk about the training room and how this all came about and women's health. And I know you work with men too, but or women's fitness and kind of like, what are you seeing? I'm, I'm throwing a lot at you. What are you seeing in women's fitness? Why is that a passion for you? So correct. When I open the training room, you know, it's 60% of Atlanta's hottest gay men. So people are always <laughs> like, what Amber? I, you know, I ran by the gym and all your fitness models are working out outside. I can't go to that gym, but you know, and that actually frustrates me in some ways. And I'm proud of that because, you know, of course these people work out hard and, you know, and that's why they see the results, but women have it very different than men. Yes. And, you yes. know, because of the person I am and my style of training, because I was training myself so extreme, you know, I actually had the majority of male clients that were training with me. Um, and women were slight, they kept saying like, I'm intimidated to work with you. And, you know, I had to step outside myself and think about that because actually, you know, with my background and my education, you know, studying under physical therapy, mm -hmm. doing strength and conditioning and like all sorts of certifications, you know, people should work with me first. Well, you understand help. if I can interject, because yeah. I think this mm -hmm. is important. It's not about just weights with Amber. It's about functional movement. Mm -hmm. And she really pays incredible attention to her clients in group and actually in the videos that you create, you want people to get form down before they increase weights, getting to help build strength. Yeah. So when I first opened the training room, I mm -hmm. did try CrossFit for six months. I'm not bashing anything. Right. Do what you do. Love what you do. I'm happy for you. But in my personal opinion, you know, CrossFit, especially over time is very dangerous. Just death of a thousand cuts, impact, impact, impact. And it's overtrained, but I did it, you know, just like I do boxing yeah. and I do other things because I was able to, and I actually had my only injury I've ever had, like in my life outside of sprained ankles. Mm. And I thought I tore my labrum and my hip. Oof. And so I got sponsored by a physical therapist 
And I just loved the stuff that she was doing with me so much that I said, every person should have this in their program. And a lot of trainers, this is back in the day, like I said, 10 years ago, you know, people weren't implementing that into programming. And that is, you know, just movement enhancement, isolating, you know, activation stuff. And so I brought her to my gym. She was at a hospital, not making a ton of money. And so I said, please come to the gym and I'll work with you. And I'll, you know, I promise you I'll make you successful. And so we teamed up. Our offices were side by side for seven years. And, you know, I was doing programming for her. She was teaching me physical therapy and as a foundation. And, you know, one day I just remember I was squatting and she was like, this is why your left glute isn't firing because you're lifting your left toe and it's cutting wow. power out of your left glute. And that's why. And then wow. she's like, also your left, your right oblique is weaker than your left. That's why you're caving in. And then we went over like ankle mobility. And so what happened is, you know, through that, when people ask me as a young trainer, what's the best thing that they can do that is study under a physical therapist or take a physical therapy course, because a lot of trainers I see, they see that their people aren't moving well, but they just don't know where it's coming right. from. So if you don't know where it's coming from, you don't know how to correct it. That's the same with anything, yeah. you know, same with me, Meg and I are working on some stuff that I've been dealing with from a health perspective. And, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out where it's coming from so we can correct just it. And that's the know, same. I literally know. got your gut zoomer. Oh, that <laughs> online. I'm just kidding. You got my gut zoomer. <laughs> Our gut zoomer um, is, is, yeah. is, is a test that came in. But yeah. yeah. So like in the style of training, I actually, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people want to do barbell work. They think if you do strength training mm -hmm. and heavy lifting, you know, that that's the only way. It's not the only way. You can right. use dumbbells and kettlebells mm -hmm. and still, you know, see if not more gains, because what happens in everyday life, and I'm talking, this is the majority of people, not, you know, the people who are in the gym. <laughs> deadlifting and benching yeah. their whole lives and they're gradually I'm talking like mags of the world yeah. you know they have you have so many imbalances because COVID hit people are working from home they're sitting down their posture sucks people run and I'm not saying running is bad but from impact standpoint right it's not great for yeah. you but also um you're on your toes so you become very quad dominant and you, you can't fire your glutes. So I see that a lot of time. Ankle mobility is huge with people who are squatting. And so when I say bilateral movements, that means you're using both your limbs mm -hmm. doing movement. So a lot of my work is, you know, isolating sides, right? And planes for people. So that way, you know, you're a balanced person. I also, you know, used to believe if you're not throwing up when I first started training, if you're not throwing up, you're not training, you know, and everyone wanted to train with me. That's how I started the gym. I was booked like on a wait list. And then I think about that. And I asked the people that like, why were you still training with me? Anyway, so I learned, you know, if like you are a person, you know, you have a body, you're an athlete, you're an athlete of life. And I actually told my mom this and she told her doctor that she was an athlete. And the doctor's like, what do you do? And so, but she was like trying to explain. And the the theory behind that is if you look at professional athletes or collegiate athletes, they have the best training and they don't overtrain. They train for their sport, right? And so they have they can't have imbalances. That's where injury comes about, right? And they're not overtrained because they have to perform. And so I think in society today, it's like, you know, if you ran a marathon before, you were a hero. And now it's like you have to run 20 marathons. You know, it's just like, it's, it's so extreme. And, you know, and so what happens like with my people, you know, is proper training, movement enhancement, the right strength training for them. And that does vary, you know, it's very different for men and women, you know, and then ultimately like what we're doing, our work together, yeah. it's everything is what you eat. And, you know, and that, that's the problem is like, everything is what you eat. 
because that controls everything. And that's why, you know, I'm so passionate about this project because I think women, it pains my soul because I'll train husbands and wives mm -hmm. or friends and one's male, one's a female. And it's super frustrating for women yeah. because the man will most of the time, and you know, there's always exceptions. So I don't want people to come back and be like, well, this one time, you know, the woman saw more results than the man, but typically men see, you know, results faster mm -hmm. than women. And, you know, Meg, the reason is lean mass yeah. and, you know, men have more testosterone typically. So, you know, mm -hmm. and then they are, you know, in their heads, they eat more protein and women, you know, have been like, can't eat protein, have to eat salad, can't lift weights, have to run. And that's why there's such a difference, you know, in body composition and results. And when we did our first group, mm -hmm. you know, I'm fortunate enough, I have the Fit 3D scanner. Right. And so it measures weight, lean mass, fat mass, um, and body fat. And immediately I do this intentionally, I make people do it because when they see the first results and I know they're training with me and I know they're on this program and their body fat goes up and their lean mass goes down, they're not eating enough. It's not yeah. that they're doing anything bad. Yeah. They're not drinking. They're not going out and eating gluten and pizza. They did the program. They're just not eating one enough protein, two enough calories. Just to put this in perspective, I weigh 147 pounds on, you know, consistently. And when I'm doing my training, my boxing training, I eat 3,500 calories a day. And I'm, you know, a female, I'm five, nine and a half, you know, I'm not small. I'm, you know, on the taller, thicker ends of a female that's fit. And so people are eating 800 calories and, you know, 20 grams of protein a day. And then they don't understand why they're not seeing results. And, you know, it's hard because in the world today, right, people are comfortable in being in the norm. And the norm, Megan, I talk about this all the time, has shifted. And it's normal for you to go out to dinner and you're drinking, you have a couple drinks with dinner and then, you know, you, you don't eat enough protein because what do they bring you? If like you're eating Mexican, they bring you chips and salsa, right? Or if you get a salad and you get protein on the salad, <laughs> it's like this it's much, like this right? So words, you're like, yeah. you know, and so it's really tough to change your mindset too. And, you know, and it takes time. I mean, you can't, you can't come and say, Hey, I'm not going to be like, Meg, if you do our, if you do our program, you're going to put on 10 pounds of lean mass in, you know, this 30 days, it takes time. And, you know, what happens and, you know, you were saying something earlier is people just want quick fixes. They want, you know, and then what happens, you know, you get a quick fix and then one month later, you're back exactly where you were versus well, I mean, gradual yeah, change. It's a gradual change. And, and yep. the reason we created Jumpstart, and I think it's great because a lot of women, they're just like, they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And just giving people, and I, this is what I do in my practice. I create a foundational food program. And I mean, the big issue, and you and I, we continuously talk about this, and you brought this up in the body scans, um, women don't eat enough protein. What is the RDA? I, I just forgot. What is it? What do they recommend? Like 50, 60? I think it was 50 oh my to 70. God. Yeah. yeah. For women like 50, how can you, that, that's literally impossible. What if somebody is working out? You know, what if somebody is overweight? Excuse me. And they want to lose body fat and gain lean mass. You have to increase protein. So what we did in our program, and I'll share what, what happened with a client of mine that I just started working with, or actually two clients, the same thing happened, is that 
doing a body scan is a great way to tell whether or not you need more protein. Amber and I say, if you're working out, this is what we found, is that if you're going to be working out, you probably need about 40, 45 grams of protein with each meal. And people are in shock when they hear that. And they're like, oh, but it's that- also for recovery, because when yes. you work out, yes. your muscle fibers are made up of what? Right. Protein water. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like so whenever you work out, you see people they're they're immediately drinking a protein shake. And that's another reason for recovery, too, yeah. is, you know, because when you work out, you tear your muscles. Right. That's the term swole came about. So then, you know, guys like that because they're bigger for mm-hmm. like three hours, maybe a little bit more. And then that repairing is energy that's burning fat and then repairing and gaining lean mass. That's just a layman's version of like science behind that. And that's also where people don't understand because they will cycle or their run because they think they're burning a thousand calories in an hour. Well, true, you do. But then you strength train and you might burn 400 calories in the hour, but that energy of repairing is going to last you when you're sore. That's how long your your body's repairing and covering and it's en- energy. So if you think about it in a day, right, people want to work hard, you know, and they if they go to work, they go to work, but they don't show up for the paycheck because <laughs> the paycheck, you know, they just like the paycheck is this is like if you're working out for one hour and there's 23 hours in the day left, right? Don't you want to be burning calories when you're not working out? Yes. And the only real way to do that is strength training. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't realize that too, because they just are so fixated on in that hour, I burned a thousand calories. And then in this workout, I only burned 400 calories. And 10 out of 10 times, the people doing that type of workout, especially women mm-hmm. are going to be leaner and they have less body fat and they have less injury. Yeah. 10 out of 10 times. And also muscle burn seven times yep. the amount of calories as body fat. 100%. So the more lean mass you get, no women, and I want you to explain this, women are like, oh my God, I'm going to bulk up. You can't bulk up. Explain why. <laughs> well, so you can bulk up if one, you focus on the same muscle group. You know, it's just like if you're doing curls every single day, heavy curls, I mean, your biceps are going to get bigger. That's right. targeting, right? Muscles. So if you do that, yes, they will grow faster than if you did total body work. However, you know, you have to fuel your body with enough calories for it to grow and recover. And I'm sorry, like I said, I, I do strength training and I do boxing and, you know, I eat 3,500 calories and I'm still not bulky. You know, yeah, I'm you're lean. people say I'm lean and I'm tiny. I'm not a tiny person, no. but you know, it's impossible to do that. So this is why we're here to educate people on doing better and then working smarter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not harder. And people, they're like, that's a lot of protein. See the palm of my hand, that whole palm. That's how much protein we're talking about. We're talking, some people say four, I say five to six ounces of protein. Your body, and it creates satiety. Mm -hmm. And... It actually takes more calories to burn protein than it does carbs, but it's going to build healthy lean mass. It's going to stabilize your blood sugar. It's going to help you buffer stress. You have all those branch chain amino acids that are vitally important to healthy neurotransmitters, healthy recovery, to your hormones, to your gut health. You know, I had recently a couple of women that have been eating just pretty much a vegetarian plant-based diet, and they were, according to BMI standards, they were in complete range. Well, I have this woman that was like, 
I don't know, she weighed 117 pounds. She was 30% body fat. And she looked at me, she's like, and she emailed me and she was really frantic because she sent me her scan. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to lose body fat. I'm like, no, you have to gain lean mass. Mm-hmm. And this is where the protein well, comes yeah. in and, and also weight resistance training. But there wasn't enough mm-hmm. protein in her diet. And when you do a lot of different types of programs that have a hell of a lot of cardio and people can't gain lean mass, you know, I mean, I don't know if I could say it. I used to do our orange theory it was way too much cardio. And I would see all these women that were looking, they, they, they were skinny fats and they just didn't have enough muscle mass. And maybe Orange Theory has changed that in the past couple of years. I hear they're getting more, they're doing more weight training. But uh, super amounts of cardio work totally against women. And if I can just say, and I want to interject, it can be a real stressor on the body. So maybe we can talk about where is the balance of how many days you do weight training and cardio and what kind of cardio. Because a lot of women that I work with, some of these women are working incredibly long hours they're absolutely exhausted. And then they get up and go to an early class in the morning and they're exhausted and they're working out and they don't see a change in their body comp. And part of that, I've even said to women, you need to dial it back and get more recovery time. Sleep, sleep plays such a major role in muscle integrity. So you want to talk about that? Well, I think you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Right. You know, it's like one of those things. It's like, if you don't sleep enough, of course, you're going to be exhausted. And if you're exhausted and you're stressed out, this is something I had to learn when I was sick. The doctor was like, you cannot box. And I'm like, yeah. excuse me. And he was like, no, you're not boxing. And he was like, you need to go for walks. Yeah. <laughs> and I was That's like, what I tell women. Walking. And this is back in the day, because now I'm a huge advocate of walking. Yeah. And you know that yeah. now. But, you know, it takes me to figure things out. I'm a Taurus. So, you know, if you're like, if you kick your foot into a coffee table, it's going to hurt. And I'd be like, well, I have to see how bad does it hurt for myself. <laughs> right. And so, you know, when he was telling me that, I was like, if I can't box, I'm like, and I can't do all the things I love that make me who I am, like, I'm, I'm going to die, you know, so I'm so extreme. And, you know, and that's the thing about people is that so to answer your question, yes, if you're super stressed and exhausted, you should not stress your body more. So, you know, on days like that, I always tell people, if you had in the ideal world, if you had the most ideal situation, I think that you should do Pilates S training one or two times a week and then strength training two to three times a week if you can. And they go, you know, if you can only work out three times, that would be one Pilates, two strength if you can. And then bonus would be every day, get outside and move and go for a walk. My mom, you know, I keep using her as an example because I'm so proud of her. And if you saw her, she literally does everything that is, she's like a Meg. You know, she's a Gemini, but maybe a secret Taurus. But every single day she gets her 10,000 steps in. Every single day she drinks her water that I tell her. And every single day she sleeps. The exact amount of hours I tell her because she didn't realize how great she could feel. Because mm-hmm. I live in upstate New York and I was just there and it's really hard to be well in my town. And I was telling everyone that, especially if you're eating out, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't eat out there. And so for her, you know, she gets so sick if she gets any gluten, yeah. but those are the three things. And then she does my weight training program two times a week. Yeah. You know, we don't have the Pilates portion, but Pilates, you know, someone was asking me the other day, yoga versus Pilates, just in my opinion. Okay. I don't know everything. And there's tons of people who are always going to disagree. Pilates should be the foundation to a strength training program or to anyone's 
regimen because it's, you know, strengthening your stabilizer muscles and your core and it's elongating your muscles. You know, mobility and flexibility is like a huge issue for people. So is core strength with lower back strength. Yoga, yes, it's stretching, right? And it's good meditation. So if those are the things you need, great. But if you're in a program like this, Pilates is going to benefit you more, right? And so that's why I always ask people to do that at least once or twice a week in corporation with strength training and then walking. I actually think just by what you're saying, I'm going to incorporate Pilates and do strength training a couple mm-hmm. of times a week and get that in. I think it's important. And right now, because I can't work out, I carry my tracker to make sure I'm getting 10,000 steps a day. Yep. So the other day I had to do a lot of writing. I got up at the end of the day and I did a 10,000 step walk. And it was because it's important to move. Back. And just to be outside, oh, you know, it's like outside. for me, oh, gosh. I just now like I crave those moments where, mm. especially in this weather in Atlanta, oh, it's, it's perfect. And so I just always want to just be outside doing something now. But no, it's great for me. And you and I've had this discussion. We saw it in our group. Women were not getting enough sleep. Studies are actually showing that when women are sleep deprived, they lose lean mass. That's a big deal. Many of the women, I say, get that eight hours. A lot of women, I say to women, get between eight and nine if you're really burnt out. And if I I don't like women working out, if they're exhausted, it defeats the purpose because you're elevating cortisol, you're elevating insulin, and you're making it very difficult for the body to be able to build lean mass. And also, you know, with that elevated insulin, insulin is a fat storage hormone too. So you're kind of defeating the purpose. And I've said to people a few times, you're so bloody exhausted. All I want you to do for the next few weeks, I just want you to walk, do some stretching, get that 10,000 steps in a day and sleep. You need to recover because that is going to be your reset. And people have actually said to me, they're like, oh, my God, how can I not work out? I said, you need that. You need that downtime. You do. So then that's what I was saying is like, depending on what you want most in this Mm -hmm. life, right? You have to work for it. And that's the thing in this program, you know, we saw major successes, you know, some people had some struggles, alcohol, which we Uh, haven't talked about. Yeah. I want to touch base on that. In my opinion was like the number one killer. And it still is because it's become the new norm of, you know, how many drinks do you have per week? People want to be honest with themselves. They're not, you know, a glass or two of wine is drinking, you Mm -hmm. know, with dinner. And I think that was made me laugh a little bit because some people would be like, I don't know, the, I don't trust the quality of this meat and like meat, meat, and they're fighting the protein. And I'm like, you're literally putting poison in your body <laughs> by drinking alcohol, but you're drinks. worried of that yeah. if the nitrate, organic, all natural, right. free range chicken is actually what it says. But yet you're going to poison your body with vodka, you know, and, and, and wine. It, and so that's just like a... Uh, I try to say to women, you know, it's moderation and people freak out. I I go through this all the time. I think COVID has just set people up for just drinking more. A lot of people Mm -hmm. are, are drinking excessively. How do we dial that back? But the problem with alcohol, it's not just the calories. It interferes with your liver detoxification. Women that have more than one drink or even one drink interferes with estrogen detoxification. This could be putting you at risk for estrogen-related cancer and issues like endometriosis. I'm not even being dramatic here. 
I've seen women with endometriosis and fibroids, and they had quite a bit of alcohol in their diets and their lifestyle. It's not even a diet. And I have people look at, you know, what do you want? What are the goals that you want to achieve? You want to achieve wellness. So dialing back on the alcohol is a big deal. Also, alcohol contributes to insomnia because it contributes not just that one night, but if people drink on a consistent basis, it makes people more anxious. They have higher levels of anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I you know me. I I care when I say this. I'll mm-hmm. say it gently. I'm not a type of person that cares what people think of me because yeah. I know who I am as a person and it's taken me a long time to become that person. Right. With that being said, you know, to piggyback off Meg is I live my life so perfectly for so long that people and companies I would work with would be like, you're unrelatable. You're unrelatable. You work out, you know, and like you don't drink and you eat from home and you're boring and you're all these things. That's and so boring. No, I know. Yeah, but, I know. know. It can be sometimes because that's not normal for other people when other people, their norm is going out. And so recently in the last year, you mm-hmm. know, I had a couple losses, my dad and my dog, you know, car got stolen, a bunch of things. And so this was the first time I was like, I don't want to be in my house. I want to be around people. And then I started going out and eating out more and I started drinking more. And, you know, there was a slow decline. And then what happened? And I was telling Meg and, you know, I called Meg because, and then I noticed a change in who I'm surrounding myself with, because I know if I call Meg, not going to be drinking and she's going to make me a meatloaf and, you know, we'll play with her cat and, you know, talk about wellness. But when you're in that mode, you know, every day I wake up, I have a choice to make and I, it's all on me. It's, you know, I'm not a product of my circumstances. I'm a product of my decisions. And I say that my whole entire Mm -hmm. life because, you know, there are people like me don't make it out of my hometown typically. And I did because I decided that's what I was going to do. And I've had to change my mentality recently to kind of get out of those bad habits of eating out and then like having a couple of drinks when I'm out. Because when I'm home, I eat it and I don't, I'm like, I don't want a cocktail. I want to take a bath Mm. and burn candles and listen to a podcast and then go to sleep, you know, and lather myself in lavender. And, you know, it's just, and so I think what I was helping some of the women in this group, it was more of like people in their life. You know, if you're going to do things like this or make big changes in your life, you have to have a team and you have to have a support team. And I think, you know, Meg and I are so passionate about this because we want so badly for this style of eating and, you know, working out, sleeping in this regimen to become the new norm, you know, because women, so many women are dying of disease. It used to be more men. Now Now it's it's more women. women. And because it's become a real problem. And that's why I'm so passionate about it, because I just see this, you know, and I see these women struggling and it's almost like denial. You know, it's like uh, next week I'll do it. And next week I won't drink as much. You know, it's so funny. Everyone's like, I'm going to start tomorrow. I said, yep, tomorrow is an extension of today. So every tomorrow is today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I totally get changing habits, changing patterns. My background was an eating disorder anorexia, bulimia, that's an addiction. And I had to set up new habits and I had to lean into what I was feeling and creating new change that was going to nurture me. So that is why, you know, with this program and and the women that I work with in my practice, but why I'm so excited about traction and the rebel jumpstart is we have an opportunity, and I want to talk a little about the program and why I think it's really important for women. I think we're offering something. Everybody's got something to offer. 
I feel that what we offer has a certain flavor to it. You and I are both Taurus. On May 1st, you're May 3rd. We're very committed. We're very driven. We want to show women that it's not about what you give up. It's what you're going to gain. And that's a really good attitude to have. Because when you gain things, your life changes. So what we've done in this program is that I've created a nutritional program that continues for four weeks. It's anti-inflammatory. It is nutrient dense. Yeah, we're going to cut out, you know, a lot of, we cut out processed foods and alcohol and variety of things, but I'm going to show people how to eat. And with proper supplementation, we've, we've created a line under traction, really super happy about it. Really basic stuff for women. Our soil's depleted. And, and a lot of the food that we have is depleted in minerals and nutrients. So we want to do a reset. And we meet with women once a week on Zoom for, for an hour. It's gone over a little. It's kind of fun. And we kind of review. We're having problems. We're, where are you getting stuck? Where can, how can we help you have a breakthrough? And I've set up all these different guidelines with stress buffers. And, but Amber's created these incredible videos that anybody can do anywhere throughout the country and do these amazing workouts. And again, it has such a functional approach. I was doing them before I had the surgery, and they're really powerful, and you're challenged, but I didn't feel that I was going to injure myself. So we're there to support women, and, you know, we're looking at different programs for women, you know, fit after 40, because things start changing for women after 40. Again, we're not like men. Our hormones change. It shifts our body composition. But does your body composition have to shift? No. You can do things that you can keep a healthy lean mass and healthy body fat, balanced hormones. I mean, that's what it's about. If I can help women balance their hormones, eat right, take lifestyle into consideration, and you know what? Create a new relationship with alcohol. I'm not saying all or nothing. Take a good look at that. What is it that, you know, how can you reward and nourish yourself? I love what you said. What do you do in in an evening? You know, you come home, you make a good dinner, you take a bath. I still miss having a bathtub, Amber. I have two showers. God, I miss a bathtub. And you take a bath, you listen to a podcast and go to bed. You allow yourself time to unwind. We don't unwind. And... It's a nice, gentle approach, and we help women. I'm simplifying. We really help women along the way. I want women to give birth to the best version of who they are, and that's, that's what Amber does. So please elaborate. Well, I will say now that I am relatable because I've been going through some shit in my life. You know, I will say— You've always been um, relatable. Week, I'm sorry. Don't You've tell all- the people. Not, uh, apparently on Instagram, I'm not. Just kidding. Back in the day. Oh. This is back in the day. Now okay. I'm, I'm a human now, I guess. So anyway, I will say number one change for me Mm -hmm. is, you know, I, everyone always tells me I need to slow down because I feel, you know, my old therapist energy person was like, you know, you're not a shark. If you stop moving, you're not going to (laughs) die. You just stop moving and just sit. And I was like, I'm sitting. I'm like, I could be doing this. I could be doing this. I could be doing this. So with that being said, I had, you know, I have a lot coming. I mean, like if I look at my phone, there's probably, when I checked this morning, 427 unread text messages on the phone. And, you know, I have to catch up on from a week because I was away and I'm still catching up. But so for me, I was getting overwhelmed because yeah. I said, I have too much coming at me. I had brain fog. I couldn't concentrate as well. 
And I think being alcohol free in just one week, like completely alcohol free, my brain was sharper. I got so much more done where I actually had downtime. And to me, you know, I do this for a living and I know, but sometimes you get lost, even us as professional people. And I couldn't believe how much sharper I was and how much more productive I was just being completely alcohol free. And, you know, and I went to a birthday party for my friend and, you know, I drank soda water and lemons and I actually, you know, and I had a tea and I thought that was going to be a lot harder for me to be around everyone because, you know, I haven't really restricted myself prior. I'd be like, oh, I have a drink. I don't care. But I really needed to be productive. And so I didn't. And, you know, it was for me is like, oh, this is easy. Like this, I can do this. And, you know, but I, I had to tell the people around me, these are my goals. This is what I want for myself. And you can either join me. Okay. But you're not going to be my enemy in this because this is what I want for myself. So don't try to buy me a drink. Don't try to get me to Mm -hmm. go out and eat. If you want to hang out with me, you can come to my house and you can eat and I'll make you dinner. And, you know, it was surprising to me when I was strong in that. And I tell people in this program that is when you tell your people who love and support you what you want for yourself, they will get behind you. And all my people did. And so that was a powerful thing is people don't realize, I think, you know, how much power you have as a person to tell people what you want and how much they will support you when you do that. Um, So that's just a takeaway for me personally. Right. I mean, ultimately, you know, what I love about working with you, we're providing women with new tools or a different way of u- utilizing the tools in their lives. And ultimately, it's them making the change. It's them creating th- the new, they're giving birth to a new version of themselves. And I think what all of us need right now would benefit from is what we're doing. Helping women to celebrate who they are. We went, we went through a difficult time during COVID. How do we help women create a reset to feel powerful about their journey and look at the small changes as incredible wins each day? Well, I will say one thing about us, you know, that either is going to make this program a huge success or a huge failure mm. is that we called it a jump start, and we went back and forth on what we were going to call it. We mm. call it a jump start because you're starting a new journey in your life. It's not, even though it could be treated as a reset, right. resets typically a lot of weight loss in a month. Who yeah. can lose yeah. the most weight? That's not what this is about. No. This isn't about who can lose the most weight. This is about a lifestyle change. And guess what? It's going to take you six months to a year. Mm-hmm to start seeing real change if you do this and, you know, and, and that's full transparency. And that took, it took me six months to heal myself from when I had the autoimmune, the Mm -hmm. Hashimoto and, you know, and I was diligently working. I didn't drink at all. I ate from home every single meal and, you know, and that's not easy. It's not easy, but you have to decide, you know, in this life, like, what do you want for yourself? Right. It's easy to go out and drink and escape from, looking at yourself in the mirror, well, like hold that mirror up and just really ask yourself, but you know, this is not a program where we're going to promise you, you're going to see massive, massive amounts of results in the 30 days. This is a journey and a start of something new. And that's where, you know, why we wanted to do this program. And we're working on other programs too, that are longer. And actually after people do this jumpstart We're going to be starting another group because we want to support people along this journey so they can really stay in the groove in their lives. I think it's so exciting 
For yeah, and you want to know something interesting to me too? I was in the that? gym last night and I always, I want to ask this question and maybe your opinion on it, sure. but so I'm at the gym uh-huh. and you know, we're getting ready for, I think it was a five thirty class and it was a strong class, which is downstairs. Alina's mm-hmm. upstairs. And you know, I said to the coach, Alec, I said, Hey, could you please announce we're having a gay pride event this Saturday? Also, this won't air probably by then, but, and so I said, and then can you announce our ladies night, which we're going to mention, which is next Friday at the, the training 20th. room, the 20th. And, you know, I'm standing there and it's that particular class just happened to be 80% men because, you know, gay pride is coming. And so all the gay guys I, I mentioned earlier in there doing two days because, you know, they're going to be topless like outside somewhere. But so I'm sitting there and I actually announced it because I was there. And then all the men were like, when are you going to do a men's program? Like, we really want to do a men's version of this men. And it's interesting because men are so like, I want this. I want to look great. I want to do better. And mm-hmm. it's like, women are afraid. Mm. And it's just like, I don't understand. Like, it's like that hit me last night that Mm. all the guys constantly, I'm like, do you want to do this? They're like, yeah, I'll scan. I'll take the supplements. I'll do my vitamins. And the women are just like, I can't, I don't know if I can do that many vitamins. I don't know if I can do this. And I was like thinking about that a lot last night after I was walking home. And then I thought about this program and then like us promoting the program. And it is of Women overall, in my experience, since we've been doing this, are so hesitant to make this change. And men seem to be, you know, let's go. I wonder why that is. I don't know if it's an estrogen and testosterone thing. I find that I work with men. They either do it, they don't. Women yeah. will say that have like, happened yesterday. I had somebody, some serious health stuff. Which supplements are? Three supplements are the most important. And I said, everything I recommended is the most important. And if you follow these guidelines, and I don't try to load people, but if somebody has some serious stuff, I have to give them basic things that they need. You know what? Maybe we'll change it. I see that a lot. I don't know if it's, it's our estrogen where we question things and yeah. maybe or not. I mean, I'm at a point in my life, either I do it or I don't. And I want change and I, I want to feel really as good as I can. And I want to give women permission to say, yes, I want this. I want this change. I can create that. Yeah. So, yeah, men and women, we're just wired differently. We just yeah. really are. You just said something that probably is the answer mm. is, you know, empowerment is changing the way that we speak mm. to ourselves. You know, I can do this. Yeah. You know, when there's that ounce of, you know, doubt that you can't do it and you're going to fail and you speak to yourself so negatively Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's the life you create for yourself. And so changing that to what you just said is like, I can do this. Well, I will, you know, and you probably hear this. I've had people say, well, I'll try. I'm like, no, either do it or you don't. Don't. (laughs) Trying to me is giving permission not to. Mm -hmm. And I say lean into something. And again, you know, people may find if they do this jumpstart that they might go, oh my God, for four weeks, I could really do this. I can continue a version of this for the rest of my life. Because this program, truthfully, it's how I eat. It's how I live my life. And if you can lean into something that is that, it's not even that radical. It's you taking care of yourself. Your kitchen becomes your apothecary. You cook more at home. And yet, and if you do go out to eat, There's a smart way to eat, but what would it be like if we ate more at home? What would it be like if friends came over and we all cooked together? We've gotten away from that. I think it's a great celebration. Change is uncomfortable. It is. Of course it is. And I'm full transparency again. 
I'm from upstate New York, as we, we've discussed several times. You know, we're meat and potato people. Mm. Like my mom, you know, thinks like a solid balanced meal back in the day is sweet potatoes, yams, you know, <laughs> and potatoes and corn and meat and mm. that's and stuffing. Those are our vegetables oh, and our stuffing. meat. And like, oh, I, girl, you have no idea. I used to eat a box of stovetop stuffing oh, every no, single day and macaroni and cheese. Oh, so good. Yes. Oh, my God. But it's like it took me. I didn't love vegetables. Mm. Right. It was like I would never choose to eat vegetables. And when I started this you know, journey for myself, I fell in love. So I made that a priority. I'm like, the first thing I'm going to eat on this plate because I'm starving are my veggies or my salad. Mm. And then I'm going to eat the protein. And then if I'm still hungry, I maybe had a carb, like, you know, like less grains, more sweet potato. But now that's like, it's like, I love, I'll eat only vegetables. I'm like, crap, like I need some protein. I need more protein because now, but it wasn't easy for Mm -hmm. me actually to do that, to be plant-based in the sense, still having protein. But I told myself I'm going to be plant-based, meaning that's going to be the foundation to my meal because that was the hardest thing for me to do. Right. And then getting that protein. And I say to women, you know, eat your protein first on your plate. It'll fill you. Mm -hmm. And then eat everything else. So, Amber, what I would like to do is include in our show notes about our programs because we're going to be running a series of them. I'll give them a link. You know, we are traction and it's about women being a rebel. That's our tagline, be a rebel. And I'm just really excited about this program and the other ones that we'll be doing with women. Women need to feel empowered and that they can do something and they can maintain change in their lives. And that's what this program is about. We're teaching you and giving you tools that you don't have to fall off eventually the cliff and start all over again. That's really what we want. We will give you the support again, through nutrition, lifestyle, and Amber's amazing workouts. And then you get to hang out with us for an hour each week, and we have great conversations. So I will include the training room info. I'm going to include information about the Jumpstart program through Traction. And I'll also include, it'll be out, anybody living in Atlanta on October 20th between 6.30 and 7.30, We're going to have a talk. Amber's going to talk about fitness. I'm going to talk about supplements and the importance of them because I think people have a lot of misconceptions about supplements. And we are serving lovely mocktails. So hopefully if you live in the area, you will join us. We'll put that information in the show notes. Any closing words, Amber, before we sign off? No. Oh, baby thank girl. you for thank you being so a good much. partner yeah. and being you. I just want to say like people, I know you're talking, you know, on your podcast because it's your podcast, mm. but you know, one of the reasons why I love Meg and I work with Meg is you're one of the only people. And I used to sit, be able to say this for myself and I'm close to you, but you practice what you preach every single day. And I just love that about you is like, you don't waver no matter what, because this is so important to you. And I think yeah. when you're working with someone, like they should know that about you is that you don't waver no matter what. And I just respect that so much. Aww. So thank you thank for allowing you. me, you know, to be a part of that. And Amber, thank you so much. You're the best. You're so much fun to work with. You're, you're such a, I could go on. I love you. And <laughs> I love you too. You know, I extend a lot of love and grace to all the women listening to this podcast. Please share with your friends. Super excited that you could join us today. And um, there is a rebel in all of you women just waiting to bust out. And maybe you'll join us in a program 
and share this information with other people and be that ripple in the world that creates change. So thank you, everyone. And until next time, welcome to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone, and I will see you soon. Be well.